BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's it, it's been a while. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a while. All right. Okay. My my ugly face is back now. Yeah, I feel really good to be in front of my guys here, Marcus, Landon. You know, welcome back to the Blue Stable. I know we've taken like a couple weeks off. I've been gone for like maybe a month and a half. Sorry, been adulting. Got a house. Got a, you know. Get, get with that, got a new job, been hunkered down, getting back to the feel of things. But now, back in time, right in time, right before training camp starts, and speaking of training camp, there's always a mystery of how this 53-man roster will look. Will the undrafted free agent every year, you know, will that, uh, well, I think it actually already ended, but will that continue? Will it create a new streak? We will see. But opening up today, we're going to talk about Isaiah Rogers because we weren't here to talk about that last week. We're going to talk about Isaiah Rogers and what that could mean for the Colts and also him in the future. But before we do that, before we get to all of that, all right, in this show, we're going to do a live. We're like, we don't have our projections yet. We don't know who we're going to pick. We're going to talk about and discuss the 53-man roster pre-training camp. All right, this is an early 53-man roster projection and this is going to be fun because normally we come up with our guys already in place, but we get to have a deep conversation about it. Before we get to that, Landon, Marcus, love you guys. I've missed you guys. I've missed this show. I love this show. I love the Blue Stable. I love every single one of you watching and listening to this. I've missed you guys, and y'all have done a really good job. Uh, since I've been gone, had some really good uh, shows. Marcus, always the neck muscles and the shoulders and everything. Landon, got the mythical blue background light, the great hat, the glasses, all right? Giving off grandpa vibes. But we got the brains back together, the three stooges, all right? Now, let's go ahead and talk about it, okay? Let's open up the show. Let's get right into uh, Isaiah Rogers here, guys. Woo! All right. Unfortunately, now I was I, I, I was gone for this part of the show. You guys had talked about it about a month ago, but we're going to talk about it here a little bit. Isaiah Rogers Sr. officially suspended and waived by the Indianapolis Colts. Waived by the Indianapolis Colts. Suspended indefinitely by the NFL for uh, violations to their NFL betting and gambling policy. 
he will be suspended indefinitely. At the end of the 2023 season, however, at the end of it, the conclusion of it, he will be able to petition for reinstatement. More than likely, he will get the reinstatement because that's what Calvin Ridley got. That's what numerous other players got. Uh, honestly, you know, I hope he gets reinstated. He's too talented of a player to not be playing on Sunday, honestly. I wasn't really here to give my full thoughts on it. You know, it's already water under the bridge. I'll just be really brief about it. I was disappointed like every single one of you guys. I was disappointed. I was annoyed, really very annoyed, because I don't know how you make that mistake knowing what the consequences are and you've seen what the consequences are. Uh, I remember the day of all of it happening. There was a lot of people trying to get behind him and say, oh, we need to support him. Uh, He made a mistake. He made a dumb mistake. I was of the opinion that he didn't make a dumb mistake. He was being dumb, basically, because you have an agent. You have a NFL PA, you go through all these classes and everything, you go through all these meetings with your team, with your camp and everything about the rules, how to carry yourself. And he's been in the league, what, going into his fourth year, end of his rookie contract, and for some reason still did it. So, and it's not, it wasn't just him, it was Rashad Berry, of course, of the Indianapolis Colts, but also numerous other players that have done it, like, that's one of the things that get me. If you know that it's against the rules and the fine or the penalty of said of violating said rule is a hefty price to pay and you still do it, maybe thinking, ah, he didn't do it right. You know, I'm slick. We've all been there, right? We've all been there. I'm slick. I can get away with it. You know, I'm me, right? I'm me. I'm Marcus. You know, I'm Marcus. I can get away. I'm slick. I'm landed. You know, got that Kentucky uh, smoothness to him, right? Like, hey, you can get away with it. Look. He made his mistake. It's already a month past. I'm not going to make it a big deal. I'm rooting for Isaiah Rodgers. I hope he can get back on his feet. I hope he finds a way into the NFL again on another team. But unfortunately for him and the Colts, honestly, because he would have been a great guy to have in that locker room with Kenny Moore, with three rookies coming in, really could have been a mentor, especially a year after you spent with Stephon Gilmore, right? I mean, all the knowledge he learned from him, talks with uh, Rodney McLeod. He was a safety. But again, some of those things intertwine with each other. Disappointed. But it does not stop the Colts from being the Colts. And honestly, uh, before we move on, Marcus Landon, since he has officially been indefinitely suspended and waived by the Indianapolis Colts, uh, any final words to Mr. Isaiah Rogers? Well, I hope he, you know, I hope he takes this time out, you know, mentally clear himself and prepare himself to bounce back because he's going to be missing football for a while. So we know, you know, you miss football for a while. Maybe you lose a step or something like that. So hopefully he stays in shape and comes back even stronger than when he did before he left. And, you know, I hope he really learns his lesson from the situation. He's always going to have a fan in me, Isaiah Rogers Sr. from Stiller, because uh, I was a huge fan of him before, you know, everything happened. So. You know, even with the stipulations at hand, it won't change my, you know, my outlook on him as a player in general on the field because he was a dog. So hopefully he can bounce back from the situation. Hopefully he can land in a good spot and, you know, he doesn't lose a step. So I always be a fan regardless. Yeah. So like so something I've thought a lot about with Isaiah Rogers situation is something that I try to live by. And like it's a saying that like I've really implemented in my life for years now, and that is that I never lose. I either win or I learn. So 
this is a situation now for him to decide, you know, obviously this isn't a win. So now you got to learn from it. So um, hopefully it's something that he learns from and he's able to, you know, bounce back. Unfortunately, probably not going to be for the Colts, um, which is really unfortunate because, you know, something like this that does happen is, is tough for a young team and it's tough for the player, especially whenever you see guys committing way worse things that get way less of a penalty against them. Um, it's, it's tough to handle. And so probably what's going to happen is, you know, he's he'll set out a year, maybe two, we don't know, but whenever he does eventually get reinstated, which I do believe will happen, um, some team's going to pick him up and it's going to be a team that values winning football games over little menial things like this that, you know, he didn't hurt anybody, nobody, you know, nothing happened. So some team that values winning football games over this type of stuff will end up picking him up and they'll have a very talented player in a position that's very important in this league. And so hopefully he can bounce back from that, land in a good situation, and which I think he will. And it's just unfortunate that the Colts, you know, decided to part ways with him. But I understand the nature of the business, but it's just for a team that hasn't really won anything, you know, in, in the last, you know, decade, I would say, um, you know, hasn't, haven't won the division since 2014. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think, you know, with talented players, it's, it, it's tough to let them go and keep preaching the character thing. Cause we, we've seen now that it does not translate to winning football games, which is what the name of the game is. Hey, well said, well said. Wyatt Law says this is a development season. I think we will stick with the young guys and rookies and not mess with signing a vet corner by Thanksgiving. They won't be rookies any longer. Appreciate you, Wyatt Law, man. Always think, uh, thank you for the comments, man. Exactly, and that, that, that's the final words, man. It was like last month. Suspension was handed out last week. There's not really too much to to really go into it about, especially because we got a a lot more football to talk about, especially if we're going to get into these 53-man roster projections here. But uh, much love to you, Isaiah Rogers, man. Get back up on your feet. Learn from it. You're going to be playing football again soon, hopefully, and hopefully it's going to be on a winning team because, man, you have talent and it needs to be on the field on Sundays. So now moving on, guys, this is exciting. I'm excited to get into this portion of the show because I already got the list down all the way. Okay. Spent about maybe 30 minutes before we did this show, getting all the names down and everything and really just going to be plucking from this as, as we go along. So who's ready to start projecting 53 man rosters, right? All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. Let's get it. Okay. Hold on. Okay. 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 Applause. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's start with the quarterbacks, man. Let's start with the quarterbacks. All right. Anthony Richardson, we're going to conceive, right? He should make I, the roster. I think he's going to make the roster. You think he's going to? Any any objections, Marcus? You think he might be too slow? Might might not? You know, might struggle in preseason games? Oh uh, no, he's about to check the room. He, oh. He's making the roster. Well, he might struggle in preseason games. I still think he uh, makes yeah. the roster. I'm I'm going to be glued in for preseason, but it ain't going <laughs> to ain't going to change my outlook. Okay, 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 okay. So Anthony Richardson, the number four overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, obviously will make the roster. Gardner Minshew will make the roster. One-year deal coming over from Philly for with Nick Sirianni. 
going to be the backup vet for Anthony Richardson, help him along with the playbook, help him along understanding the concepts, the reads, and, and all that stuff, helping him identify defenses, right? Correct. I do agree that I think he will make the roster as well. Marcus Dutton. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gardner, I mean, that was my QB1 anyway, so my guy Gardner, he better <laughs> he better make the roster. We gotta get QB him on those. Uh, we gotta get him on those tickets. You see that face? Ain't no way they getting rid of him. Oh my gosh! You worried about the face? I'm worried about the flannel, right? The, the, hey, the crop top. That's you look I'm good. About. You play good. Ain't that what they say? Hey man, he's got a great face for like the front of a country album cover, right? So, uh, but anyways, and here's my question because there's only one other quarterback on the roster, right? Sam Ellinger. Okay, he was part of the Frank Reich regime. Thought to be just a body last year and get cut. But he showed something in preseason. He showed really good stuff in preseason. As a disaster of, a, of it as it was last year, he came in two games and showed some stuff. It was the regular season, right? As miserable as it was again, he came in at a miserable time. Me personally, now I need you guys' thoughts on this before we put him down or kick him out. Are you giving a roster spot to Sam Ellinger? I mean, he's still a young guy going into the third year of his rookie contract. So if Gardner Minshew bounces for maybe a starting job next year, you have insurance, especially a guy who is mobile, who can, who is very intelligent, by the way, a very smart football player, learned with Gardner Minshew. Where, where do you guys stand on this? Marcus, let me start with you. So, so here's my thing. Um, I do think Sam Ellinger – I think he's going to be like a maybe a practice squad type of quarterback. I do think he can get called up to another roster, but I think the Colts are pretty much set with the quarterback position with uh with Gardner and Anthony Richardson. So I don't know about the whole three QB thing if they can get that running, but I do see him like being practice squad available if anything. But any team can pick up Sam Ellinger at any moment because he did show signs of you know progression and some type of ability to escape the pocket and create off the fly. So I do think he can make the roster, but I don't know if he can make the final 53 for the Colts. So here is something that might have kind of like slid under the radar through the offseason, which I don't know if you guys know about or not. Um, so the a rule was passed at the owners' meetings that you are allowed to keep a third quarterback on the team that does not count towards your 53-man roster. So while I would put Sam Ellinger in as not counting towards the 53, technically, he will be able to stick around and will be able to be a member of this team. So, yeah, I think Sam sticks around. I think he continues to develop while he won't count for a roster spot, which I think is awesome because, as we've seen numerous times, quarterbacks can just drop like flies, especially this last season. So um, most notoriously in San Francisco. So that rule was kind of implemented this off season to kind of offset the losses of quarterbacks. Um, so, yeah, so, so Sam can stick around. He can be a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he actually does not. It's part of the rule. So they do not count towards your 53-man roster. You are able to keep three quarterbacks. The third guy does not count towards the 53. Bro. It was just past this offseason. Uh, so uh, I think it's a fantastic rule. So I, I that went straight over my head. I, that went straight over my head, honestly. Okay. So 
I think, okay, so here's a new question. And if you guys in the comments want to give your opinion, give it, please. Is it a guarantee that Sam Ellinger is still a Colt by September? I think it is. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think he's shown enough to, to guarantee his spot. Uh, I don't know if anything about getting rid of him or anything of some sort. I think he does deserve a spot in India, sure. Especially with this offensive line, you know, with this protection, anything can happen. So worst case scenario, throwing Sam in there for a few games. I think he's going to have that Colt McCoy type of career. You know, Colt McCoy never really had a solid starting position in his time in the NFL. But I think he's shown like he can win you a few games to hold you over until your, you know, your main QB comes back. So I think he can have that type of potential for sure. I think he can stay on the spot for sure for Colts. Yeah, and, like, just to clarify, so, like, you have 48 players on your active roster on game day, and you have 53 total. That includes, you know, um, players that are on the roster, and then you also have your practice squad guys as well. Uh, So what that means is Sam can make the 53, can become protected, all that kind of good stuff, but he can actually dress on game days as well and not count towards an active roster spot. So you can dress three quarterbacks. They don't count the you know third guy will not count towards any of your roster spots or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, I, to me, I think Sam is a shoe in for that. I think he is a very valuable third quarterback, especially you know for as smart as he is, you know the experience that I mean he played a lot of college football. He's played a lot of football now going into his third season in the NFL. Very very intelligent. It's almost like having another cult, like another coach in the room. And uh, you you hear that kind of echoed a lot. So with Anthony Richardson, you want to keep guys like that around him that have that experience, that have played a ton of football, that are smart and can help him digest that information very quickly. All right, let's move on here to the running backs, all right? That total about maybe five right now. I don't know how many they're going to carry, three or four. We got Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Evan Hall, Jake Funk. All right, so obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, right? Jonathan Taylor's going to make it, okay? Personally, okay, I think Evan Hall is going to make the roster. He's a fifth-round pick. You know, unless he absolutely just embarrasses himself in preseason, maybe he gets waived and gets brought back on or uh, cut and brought back on the practice squad, maybe. But Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. Personally, personally, this is just my thinking. You can't keep both. Can't keep both. You have to have a specialty running back. Jonathan Taylor runs the ball, very minimally catches it. Zach Moss runs hard. Deion Jackson runs hard. But who is the pass catcher in this group? Out of this group, who is it? Naheem Hines is gone. Traded him last year. Who is the pass catcher? I think Evan Hall has to be in this in this roster spot. Yes, that's what he was drafted for. That's what he was drafted for. That's, that, that's what his specialty was. Running hard, catching the ball out of the backfield at Northwestern. Even as sorry of a team they were, he was catching the ball and he was getting some, some, some of that yak, all right? So to me personally, I think Hall is already Taylor and Hall. That's your two guys right now. Who is the third? Who are you choosing out of Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Jake Funk, as it stands right now, bearing any other moves in the future? Landon, let's start with you. 
Yeah. So going back to like, cause, cause really like I'm trying to base this off of like what Philadelphia did last year. And uh, you know, obviously cause Shane Steichen's coming from that offense and he'll carry a lot of this, you know, similar philosophies. Uh, so they did keep four running backs last year uh, in Philadelphia. And the way I look at it, this team is not going to be a team that throws the ball a lot this year. This is going to be a very run heavy offense. We know the attrition that comes at that position. Uh, so I can, you know, I very strongly see them keeping four guys um, in the running back room. And obviously Jonathan Taylor is the shoe in You're <laughs> He's going to make the roster. So um, then, like you said, you know, you have Evan Hall, you have Deion Jackson, you have Zach Moss. And I think they'll round out the other three. So I think that's a really solid four-man rotation where all four of those guys will make this roster um, just because of, one, I think the way they're going to play this year because they're going to run the ball a lot with Anthony Richardson, with Jonathan Taylor. That's going to be the engine of everything this this offense does, at least for this season. Um, I don't expect you know them to just throw Anthony Richardson out there and have him start throwing – 35, 40 passes a game. I just don't see it. So, um, yeah, I think they, to me, they keep four running backs. And Evan Hall is a, I think he's a do it all, guys. Um, I think Deion Jackson as well really showed that he can make plays in the passing game as well. And I think that's something that Jonathan Taylor is really going to kind of expand on in his role as well. So you have Zach Moss, who's kind of more of like the bruiser, can get you the tough yardage, along with JT. But then I think you also have three guys there with JT who has underrated hands, you know, as far as that goes. And Deion Jackson and Evan Hull, I think, are both fantastic options um, coming out of the backfield in the passing game. So I, I expect all four of those guys to make the roster. Yeah, I, uh, I can concur with that situation. I love, as you guys may know, since last preseason, I've been on the Deion Jackson uh, wave for, for a very while, long time. And I've been watching him, like his ability to get open and do both things. He's just he's shown those flashes of being like available. And he's just one of those guys that can pretty much do just as much damage as Zach Moss. So if I had a choice, I would choose Jackson over that situation if they were to get rid of one of them. I do think Hall can make the roster for sure. That's no question. But if they had to choose between Zach Moss or Deion Jackson, I would bang my dollar or bang the gavel on Deion Jackson to make that roster spot. And Zach Moss was very impressive last season when he had his chance to show out there. He he was aggressive, he ran hard, and that's what the coast is missing. So I wouldn't knock it for him making that spot. But if I had my choice, what you guys ask, I would choose Deion Jackson. Hey, man, for funsies, and again, this is the point of it. Let's revisit this conversation at the end, at the end of the show. For right now, I'm going to pencil in Deion Jackson. It sounds like all three of us love Deion Jackson a little bit more than Zach Moss. So let's come back to Zach Moss. If there's room on the roster, we can talk about those other spots where you really got to talk about, okay, what are you going to prioritize? Who's better at special teams? So forth and so on. So right now we're at eight players, okay, where I'm also including the three specialists, Matt Gay, Rigoberto Sancho's, Luke Rose, um, uh, already Sancho. Did I say Sancho's? Oh, Jesus. Sanchez. Okay, sorry, Rigo. So, sorry, Rigo. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm over here saying nachos. Probably don't think about nachos talking about Sanchez. But anyways, guys, let's head on over to the wide receivers here. The wide receiver room is a little looking, looking promising, right? Let's go ahead and pencil in our obvious guys. 
Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs. To me, those are the obvious. Ashton Doolin. Yeah. Because who's going to play Gunner? Um, and also, I do want to see a little bit more downfield stuff with Ashton Doolin. I want to see a little bit more because that, that guy has some wheels. So yeah, we're like at Ashton. four. We're at four guys. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, Ashton Doolin. Left is going to be Juwan Winfrey, Mike Strawn, Malik Turner, Vincent Smith, Xavier Scott, Rashad Perryman signed earlier, uh, earlier I think in, what, May, I think? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie in free, free agency, Johnny King, Ethan Ferreira, Cody Case, that's who's left. That's who is left. So when you're talking about who is five or five and six, because, again, are you going to keep five or are you going to keep six? Landon, I'm going to let you start. You already got Pittman, Pierce, Downs, Doolin. Go to Landon, then we'll go to Marcus, obviously. Who are you going? Are you picking five or are you picking six? I'm probably keeping five. I'm keeping five um, active on the roster. And to me, that guy's Isaiah McKenzie. That, that's the guy I'm, I'm targeting. Unless Mike Strawn finally realizes that potential and he just absolutely dominates, you know, this, you know, the next three months, you know, then maybe it's a discussion. Um, Rashad Perryman to me is more of a, like a camp body. I don't really think, um, you know, with, with them losing, um, oh gosh, it's blinking me. Somebody went down with just the injury. Um, or maybe it was just because, you know, Pittman wasn't practicing, um, you know, during OTAs, Josh Downs wasn't practicing during OTAs. Uh, I think Doolin was actually visited OTAs as well. So, um, Pierce missed a little bit of time as well, so I think they kind of brought him in, worked him out just to have some some depth there at that position there in camp and all that stuff. And obviously, this is before camp, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm keeping five guys, and to me, those five are you know obviously the four that you named off with Pittman, Pierce, Downs, and Doolin, and then I think the fifth guy for me is Isaiah McKenzie because he does you know they signed him to play that role of, you know, stretching the field and attacking, you know, the middle of the field with those drag routes and getting the ball in his hands as fast as he is. Um, you know, those explosive shots. You know, we see the video of Anthony Richardson, you know, from the other day throwing 65, mm-hmm. just standing still, I mean, just 65 yards down the field like it was nothing, just a flick of the wrist. So he's a guy that can take advantage of, you know, an arm like that. So – um, that that would be where I'm going because I think Doolin can be your possession guy. I think Pittman's a possession guy. I think Downs is even more of a possession guy than he is just a straight burner. Uh, so I, I think you need another burner to go along there with Alec Pierce. And to me, that guy's Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, um, I definitely can you know attest to Isaiah McKenzie uh, over Bashar Perriman. I think Bashar Perriman's definitely been on you know. Been on a bumpy road since his injuries. He's been bouncing from team to team. Can't seem to stay healthy. He does have a drop history as well. Uh, I definitely think they bought him in just for competition to see where he is, you know, like health-wise. Uh, but when you look at McKenzie, you know, he is available. He is a guy, a speedster just like Perryman. So if you had to compare the two, um, you definitely would go with availability and, you know, the last stretch. I think McKenzie can definitely do just as good as Bashar Perryman. You don't go wrong with either option, but I think, 
Perriman now is like more of a camp body. And I think McKenzie's more of a, you know, a go now. So I definitely would go with McKenzie over Perriman uh, as a choice, in my opinion. You went on something even crazy about my Isaiah McKenzie. So he's five foot eight. Um, his weight, what was his weight? 173 pounds. I was about to say, it I, wasn't that much. Yeah, yeah. He, he, so he's like a smaller guy. Um, yeah. 5'8", 173. Mark Him and Anthony Richardson, who is 6'4", 245, ran the same 40 times. <laughs> That's absurd. So That um, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, we got robots. Dude's hamstrings are on fire. Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> that's insane, bro. That that's insane. Yeah. It's still almost like, dude, freaking Anthony Richardson. Like, what a freak I, shot. I, I still don't is. know what what we're gonna get this season. He doesn't look normal in person either. He doesn't look normal. Like when you see him, he's like, "Do you know you were made in the lab?" That was my first thought when I seen him. <laughs> bro, if yeah. you can, when when y'all get when you get down to training camp, you gotta stand by Anthony Richardson. And really see how huge this. Well, Landon is. shook his hand. <laughs> oh my lord! Landon yeah. shook his head. I was and, like, I was jealous. Yeah. I was just over and, there like, I, think, you know, I, I got to, I got to congratulate him after he was drafted. You know, a few minutes. I think Landon. I think Landon said his hand was swallowed. Yeah, and I've got big hands, so my hands like. So we're not, I'm not working with like you know Kenny Pickett hands over here. I think my, <laughs> my uh, like the last time I measured him. Um, just because after the Kenny Pickett stuff, I got kind of curious, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Man, like, how big are my hands?" My hands were measured in at like ten and like ten point two somewhere around there. So like it's it, like it's above the ten the ten inch range. So I've got pretty large hands, and uh, yeah, his hands just like wrapped around mine. Like, and I was like, "Man, this is a large, large individual. Pretty tall dude. Uh, obviously, being six four. So yeah, I mean he's he's a big dude. <laughs> hey man, good stuff. We always staying uh Anthony Richardson on this podcast. So back to the to, to the conversation here. So I think we're all in agreement. We're gonna go with five right now. I mean, of course, th- this is just projection. So we'll we'll wait to see if Mike Strawn can get it together in preseason and show some stuff and make an argument for that sixth spot. But for right now, we're gonna stick with five and uh five receivers. Michael Pittman Jr., the Michael Pittman Jr., you know, big ball of shot caller, $20 million man, number one receiver, okay? Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, Ashton Doolin, Isaiah McKenzie. Let's move on to the tight ends here. Tight end is going to be a little bit interesting. I'm not going to lie. I think that's a position we're all going to be watching in training camp, preseason. Let's start off with the list of of names here, okay? We're going to start with Faroa Brown, Kylan Granson, Will Mallory, Andrew Ogletree, Caden Smith, and Jelani Woods. All right. So let's. Oh. We also have Mo Ali Cox. Well, I was going to say, you, you, you forgot somebody, man. <laughs> okay. We also have Mo Ali Cox. All right. So let's go ahead and get down. I think we only have like one for sure guy, right? Jelani Woods. I think Kylan. I think I think Kylan's. Got Kylan. It. Yeah. Okay. I like I like yeah. that one. I like that one. I like. Yeah. Kylan's been putting in the work, so uh, I can't wait to see Kylan, Jelani, and Ogletree. That's, that's Marcus's. That's Marcus's twin. Every time, yeah, I, see, every time, every time I see Kylan Grayson, I think of Marcus. Literally. Oh my gosh! Literally. he's just like he's just beige. That's all. 
No, it's, not, it's like the haircut, the beard. Like, I mean, y'all. y'all he have... wants to beat me so bad. He's my son for real. Okay, yeah, so we got. He, you we might got... be older than him. So we got Jelani Woods. We got Kylan Granson, two, both of our specialty guys, right? Our downfield guys. Kylan Granson going to work underneath and, you know, really get the ball closer to the line of scrimmage. And who knows? Maybe this season we're going to see him expand farther into the scenes, the out routes, all that stuff. But Jelani Woods is going to be the home run hitter type of tight end that we're going to have. Now it gets interesting because once those two come off, right, once those two come off, it gets interesting because you still need a blocking tight end or two maybe. If you're going to if you're gonna be run heavy, as, as Landon said, you might need two. You might want to go two and continue to, to develop Jelani and Kylan in their blocking. So out of the blocking ones, you got Mo Ali Cox, and Faroa Brown. Those are the guys that you know can block. Okay, Even though it's, it's Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Pharaoh Brown, all right. Pharaoh Brown. Will Mallory, look, man, I got mad love for him. I think he's got potential in the receiving department. But did you see his freaking blocking drills at the combine? That brother ain't moving my little brother, okay? So yeah, that's not, not going to be a blocker. Uh, What? Yeah, he's not a blocker. He's not a guy. Yeah, he, he's not. He gives effort, so, though. So, I mean. Yeah, hey, effort. Yeah, you know, hey, I give effort at work, too. But do I suck? Yeah. So, um, Andrew First Ogletree. Oh, my God. <laughs> Andrew Ogletree was really riding high, getting first-team reps uh, with the with in training camp last year. No, we know that wasn't really that big of a high tail, right? So, uh, got first team reps last year. Unfortunately, got hit with a season-ending injury. He's going to be back. I'm excited to see him again. And then Caden Smith. Landon, let me hand the reins to you right here, man. Still need a blocking tight end. Is there a wild card number four you're thinking of? What's going on? Yeah, well, first off, I did, I just got to I just got to put this up there. Um, okay. I was going to show y'all here. Tell me that this dude does not look like Marcus. Let's do it. Come on, man. Bro, Marcus. Come on, Marcus. Hey, man, he ain't wearing the uh, the tank top. He's, He's even got the, the headphones top. on, bro. He's even got the he- headphones on. Bro, Mar- Marcus, come back. That's what I'm talking about. What, what the heck? Hey, man. Why, why weren't you what are we doing, man? Tank? What are we doing? Marcus, why weren't you wearing <laughs> we on, a, you know, a close player on here. You know it's tank top. All right, Landon. <laughs> so Sarah Brown is my tight end to keep. Oh, sorry. I had to play a little bit. Um, So, so going back. Like I said, looking through Shane Steichen's offense, kind of what he likes to do, he loves to get tight ends involved. And in order to do that, you need a pretty decent-sized tight end room. There's a lot of talent on the, in this Colts tight end room, obviously. So um, the Eagles carried five guys last year. And I, I, think the, I think the Colts are, like, similar to that, honestly. Like, I think I think five guys, like, realistically could make this 53-man roster. And obviously Jelani is going to make that, I think, you know, Marcus is going to make it on there, too. So, uh, <laughs> and then um, that that just leaves three spots there. So, um, I think Farrell Brown 
has uh, has a good chance. And he did like he has shown promise as a blocker. He didn't have a really good season last year as a blocker. Whenever he was asked to be like the main guy doing the blocking, uh, but whenever he's been asked to play like more of a complementary role as a blocker, he did have a you know he did make an impact in that position as well. So I think him. I don't think Mo Ali Cox is a guarantee to make this fifty three. I, I don't. So uh, this, uh, so I mean, like, I think if he can like finally live up to that massive potential he has, and they're gonna find out in camp, then yeah. But if not, I mean, he he could get waived, and I think it saves him like three million dollars or something like that. I'd have to look at the numbers, but um, you know, they would gain a little bit of cap space back. Uh, from cutting him as well, and then, um, and then who are the other names that you listed there? We got uh, we got Moali Cox, Farrell Brown, Will Mallory, Andrew Ogletree, Hayden Smith. Gotcha. So Ogletree to me is really intriguing, like because mm-hmm. he was dominating out in camp last year. I mean, like he was putting it on dudes last year. And we saw like early on in the season, this defense was a really good defense. And he he was exposing a lot of people last last season in camp before that injury. So if he can come back and be even you know like remotely the same guy he was with the same athleticism, I do think he makes this 53. I, I do because he was that good in camp last year. And if he can continue that trajectory, I would have him out there. Um, yeah, Mo, man, for now, I'm going to say yes, he will make this 53, just because this is a really young tight end room. Like, it's still really young. And they do need – you know, they brought Farrell Brown in, who you can consider a vet technically. Uh, who's? I mean, he's still kind of a young player, but um, – he would be more like more of the veteran guy. Him and Mo Ali Cox would be the two veteran guys in this room. And I think Mo for sure would be the vet now. Um, so, so I do think you need a guy with some more experience, you know, to go along with Jelani Woods. But um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to say Mo makes this roster. And then and I, I want to say, Will Mall- I'm going to say Will Mallory makes the roster too. You're going with five. Yeah, I, yeah, I am. I'm gonna go with five just because of what Shane Steichen liked to do last year, which was they ran a lot of tight end screens. They ran, I mean, obviously, they're very run heavy offense, and if you can have you know, multiple tight ends come in, be extra blockers, you know, run a lot of thirteen personnel, that kind of stuff, um, and even transition some into the H back role, um, you know, that that fullback kind of hybrid, which I think Kylan Granson can do really well. Um, And even Will Mallory, I think, could kind of play more of that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I roll. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I would carry five guys and um, I, I do expect them just because like, it's going to be hard to part with a lot of these guys in this time, just because of how talented they are. Like they're very young, they're very inexperienced, but I mean, it, it's, it's hard to part with talent, especially at a position where, you know, your new head coach really relies on heavily in his offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you're yeah, not that, in a competing season. So it gives you a little bit of less expectations of, okay, I can trot these guys out there. I can yeah, work with them. And you can, so. and you can more of have like, you know, Mo Alley Cox and Pharaoh Brown as kind of like the vets in that room to help lead these young guys. But then it gives you a chance to really see what you have with guys like Jelani Woods, with guys like Drew Ogletree and um, Will Mallory. You know, you can really kind of see what what they can really put out there as well while you're evaluating the you know the younger guys. Marcus, are you yeah, keeping five? I think for sure. Yeah, um, I was gonna say when you look at what we got going on with the running back situation and the wide receivers, um, I think it's best to have more tight ends than oh those other positions as well, especially when you look at the offensive line definitely we're gonna get into. Um, I think we're gonna definitely have a lot of tight end production this year for sure, because we mentioned the new head coach. And we mentioned, you know, Tom Manning as a tight end coach as well. I think all of those things pair very well, especially bringing in the young quarterback. I think it's going to be a lot of production from the tight end room because um, we didn't use the tight ends as we should have last year. I think we're going to see more production and an upgrade in that position next year. So I think keeping guys like Amo Ali Cox to see what he can do when we finally get him more involved is going to be able to catch the football. Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods, I think they're going to have a better production this year. Uh, we've seen a, a good usage rate last year. We've seen what Jelani Woods can do when we give him the football. We've seen the Kansas City Chiefs game. So I think we're going to see a good rate of these guys going into next year. And I think Farrell Brown is going to have a good blocking ability adding to that group. So for sure, it's definitely possible to keep five tight ends. I think it's a all good right. idea. All right, I'm going to roll with five tight ends. All right, I'm going I'm to roll with y'all, all right? So five tight ends, I'm going to roll with them on the offense, on the on the roster. So, okay, that takes care of that. Jelani Woods, Colin Granson, Drew Ogletree, Moali Cox, Will Mallory. That's the five we're going to roll with. That's athletic, a lot of athleticism, number one. Youth. Hey, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Get some youth in here. Stop being an old-ass team. So now let's get into the offensive line, all right? Here's our obvious ones. Bernard Ryman going to be your starting left tackle. Uh, Ryan Kelly, your center. Quentin Nelson, left guard. Braden Smith, right tackle. Question is, Who's going to be your right guard this year? And then who's the depth? Who's your swing guy is going to be? So let's go ahead and go through the list here, y'all. Let's go ahead. We got guys like Wesley French, Dakota Shepley, Will Fries, 
Emil Ecuri. I think that's your guy, Landon. I, I, yeah. I think that's yours. Oh, yeah. How do you pronounce Emil, his name? Emil Ecuor. Okay, okay, I'm gonna leave that to you. Uh, Arlington Hambright, Junior. Connor Junior. O'Donnell. Junior. Oh, okay. Connor O'Donnell, Jordan Murray, Matthew Vanderslice of cheese. I don't know. Ma Matthew Vanderslice and Jake Witt. Rookie and Jake Witt. I think Blake Eastern Freeland. Michigan, right? Blake Freeland. You missed Blake, Blake Freeland, Freeland, yes. Yeah, rookie guy. So I, I do I do expect him to make this roster. So really, like yeah. when you're looking at something like this, you gotta kind of like divvy it up between like tackles and guards, you know, and like centers and stuff like that. So like normally teams will keep obviously Ryan Kelly's gonna be the center, but they'll have guys that can play guard and center, um, you know, a little bit more. So um and, and, yeah so like yeah like i would i would put pinter in that role and then you know you'll have nelson i, I do think will fries um will be at as far as right now is the starting right guard so i think he's making the roster and that gives you three guards and a center and then your tackles to me um you're going to end up having guys you know, you got Braden Smith, Bernard Ryman um, as your starters, and then I think Blake Freeland will be a guy. Uh, that's three, and then I think you might have – you might want to grab, like, another swing guy possibly, you know, um, in there as well. So um, that would give you four tackles, a center, three guards. So of the guys available, are we going to go with Will Fries? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think. Absolutely. You think he's your starting right guard? I mean, I know, I know, offensive line coach Sperano is very high on him. Yeah, and I think he like he showed promise last year. You know, there were a couple games like that he. I mean, there were a few, more than a couple. There's a few games that it was questionable, and but I think kind of like Bernard Ryman is like you kind of saw as the year progressed, you kind of saw him kind of grow into that role, and really for him, like the only question mark that I've had on him is just like the play strength and the anchor. And like, is he able to like really bully those guys in the middle, you know, there in the trenches, those nose tackles, those three techs, you know, one tech guys, um, is he able to really kind of impose his will? Because there was quite a few times where you saw him get walked back, you know, and uh, that, that was his big question mark coming out was just his play strength, his base. So if he can improve on that, with his athleticism, um, you know, the arm length, all that kind of stuff. He's a smart dude as well. So I really do think, like, he can turn into a really good player there at right guard. So I, I do think for sure he makes the roster. Um, and then I think Danny Pinter as well would be a guy I would put in there as well. Just having that guy that can play center, can play guard in case of emergency. Um, and then Blake Freeland is another guy um, that I think for sure is going to make this roster. So right now we're at seven. Bernard Ryman, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Danny Pinter, uh, Braden Smith, Blake Freeland, and Will Fries. We adding one or two more? What are we thinking? We don't I'll have to add a couple more, honestly. I mean, like, because I mean that's a that's a position as well. Like it's it's gonna be like we see it every year. Like there's attrition along your offense. Like you need to be able to go nine deep, nine to ten guys deep. Um you know, if, if you need to on an active roster. So here's here's the question, because this is interesting now. Wesley French, do you want to keep French fries? You know, do you, do you want to keep that together? 
You got Jake Witt, maybe going to be a practice squad guy. Yeah. Uh, and then you got your guy, pronounce his name? Emil Junior. 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 That's another guy. You know, maybe is he going to push Will Fry? He's a guy that has, like, he also has, like, guard and center versatility. So he's a guy that yeah. can play center and can play guard as well. But he was an undrafted free agent. Well, he was a priority undrafted free agent. They signed him like right off the bat and gave him a pretty decent sized contract. So I think for him, like it was more of like the injuries kind of took their toll on him. But if he's over the injuries, like I had a fourth round grade on him. So if if you're comfortable with him, like he's he's a super talented guy. Got really long arms. It sounds like the debate is between if you're going for another inside guy. Wesley French or Emil Ecure Jr. Which one of those two are you going to go with? Because I don't think, well, real quick, I don't think Connor O'Donnell is more like a tackle. Harrington, Arlington Hambrick, Dakota Shepley. I, I don't think those guys are better than these two. So it sounds like for that last interior guy, versatility-wise, sounds like the debate is going to come down to French versus Ecure. Yeah, I, would, I mean, me personally, I would take Emil just because of the physical tools that he has. and uh, Maybe that might show up. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're if there's no injuries or anything like that, if you're – like, he's cleared medically, I do think he is the more talented of the guys, uh, of the two of those. So I, I would go with him. But he's also a rookie. We haven't seen him play. We haven't even seen him practice. So we don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, this is early, this is early pre-training camp projections here. Uh, Marcus, between the two, French versus the Cure, who would you go with? Uh, I think we will go with French. I don't know if he really Ooh. had the chance to actually, to, you know, show his his stuff out yeah. there last season because of the death piece. But I think French will probably be the answer. But they're always going to get caught up because the offensive line drops like flies. So I think they both get a chance yeah. eventually. So so we're at one and one right now. Feels like I'm the deciding vote here for for one of these two. You can't go wrong with either one because they yeah both, you, you you really can't. A cure. Now, let me ask you ask you this, Landon. If you were to go with French, do you feel like Emile Cure is a guy that will make it back to you? Um, honestly, uh, that's tough. Because he was tough. like he wasn't like he was a priority for like a lot of like there are he there's a lot of people that thought he would have been drafted in like, like I said, like that fourth, fifth round. So um, anytime you let a guy like that become available, generally they get snatched up pretty quickly. Um, and for them to give him as much money as they did to guarantee that he did come to Indy, obviously his hometown as well. Uh, so he's from Indianapolis, grew up here. So um, for him to come back home. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think he would. I, I think he would get poached okay. off of your practice squad. But so really it's like what you're looking at with those two guys though, is like, you're looking at the talent versus the, like the experience. So French is yeah. obviously going to have more experience, able to step in. He's played the position now in the NFL. This will be his third season, I believe. So he's got three years. Well, while you look at like, like a guy like Emil, where he's just a really like, he's just a talented yeah. player with just some concerns. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Emil. That's who I'm going to go with because just like last year, uh, 
remind me of his freaking name, man. For some reason, it's getting away from me. The linebacker that uh, got waved, that got cut, and landed in Chicago. Oh, Sterling Weatherford. Sterling Weatherford. I don't know why I was thinking like Anderson. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. A, he was a safety. Yeah, he was a safety turned into a linebacker. Yeah, safety linebacker. Had a, had a great training camp. Had a great preseason. Gets cut and then doesn't even make it back to the Colts. Lands uh, the waiver wire. Gets claimed by the Chicago Bears. If that doesn't happen, you know that's another debt piece that you could have this season for a guy being out like like, like Shaquille Leonard. That's another debt piece you could have more talent. I don't want to run into that problem again. I want to go with the talent for right now. Again, we haven't gotten to training camp, haven't gotten to practice, haven't gotten to scrimmage. We haven't gotten – they're scrimmaging the Bears this year, right? The joint practices, the Bears, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten to preseason. I'm going to go with the talent. I'm going to go with the youngster. I'm going to go with youth because, again, you're not competing this year. You're evaluating your roster and you're trying to get talent in. So that's what I'm going to go with. Let's go ahead and, and we're finishing with eight offensive linemen. All right, eight offensive linemen. Now let's go to the defensive line. All right, defensive line. This is going to look a little crowded. All right, little, 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 little crowded here. Okay, just updating this count here. All right, now let's go to the defensive line. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to go with the obviouses again. Let's go Buckner, Grover. Quiddy Pay, Samson Ibukam. Those are the four. Those are your four starters, obviously. Now, let me erase some of these guys here. So here's the question with this. Now that you got your starters on here, you got Quiddy Pay, you got DeForest Buckner, you got Grover Stewart. Now it gets interesting. Because there is some talent, but there's also guys who have been selected in the draft, guys who came over. Updating this list here real quick. Sorry, y'all bear with me. It's a lot to keep up with. All right, now, here's the next guys. You got four guys now. Now, let's get into the other guys. Adetamiwa Adeboare, that was your fourth round pick. Still don't know how he was available in the fourth round, but let's go ahead and put him there. Let's go ahead and put him as Tommy. Now, can't forget Dio. Can't forget Dio. Can't forget Dio. Now we're at six. Now it really gets interesting here. Okay, long-ass name. Let me cut this down real quick. All right. Bang. Are we going with Eric Johnson? I mean, he's a, he was a rookie last year. I don't see why not. Uh, I wouldn't go with him probably. No? I Landon, just, um, are, are you cutting away from him? He was just a rookie last year. I think he's still like more of a practice squad guy at the moment. Oh, okay. That is interesting to say the least. But well, I do y'all, think he y'all, y'all outvoted me, so he is not making it. Okay. So now the names that we have left. Jannard Avery obviously was recently signed to free agency. Khalid Kareem, former Notre Dame Fighting Irish player. Rookie, drafted, Titus Leo, the the small-town school draftee, annual small-town school draftee by Chris Ballard. Titus Leo, 
Tyquan Lewis returning on a one-year deal. McTelvin Ajum. I really liked McTelvin Ajum in his draft process coming out of Arkansas. I really liked him. I really liked him. He kind of flamed out a little bit, but now he's here. I wonder what he's got to show. Taven Bryant, Eric Johnson, Caleb Sampson, Jamal Woods. All right. So right now, guys, we are sitting, I believe, one, two, three, four. We're sitting at six players right now. Obviously, you want to add more to that. Let's go break it down player by player. Jannard Avery. Are we going with him? Bet? I would say yeah. Yeah. I think he has a chance to make this roster. Yeah. I think think you need – like, we know how Chris Ballard is. Like, he's going to value that defensive line above basically every position on the roster. And uh, you you need to have 10 – at least 10 deep. Like, at least 10 guys. That's why I was kind of questioning, like, you sure Eric Johnson won't make it? I mean, we just – we haven't – I haven't seen him play. I mean, I don't don't know. I mean – He got some run last year. He showed some some solid things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm fine. Like, if you want to put him down, like, that's that's fine. Like, he definitely has a chance for sure. Only because we know what to expect. There's going to be a lot of names on this list. Okay, so Gennard Avery's there. You got Khaled Kareem, Titus Leo, Taekwondo. We're going to go with Taekwondo Lewis. We want to yeah. give him another run? Okay. Absolutely. Taekwondo, he is back. All right, we're sitting at eight now. We're at eight guys. We probably want to add another one, right? Uh, you probably want to uh, add two, two to three more guys, honestly. All right, let's go. Uh, the Indianapolis defensive lineman. Here we go. Khalid Kareem, Titus Leo. Yo, you going with Titus Leo? Small town school coming oh, in. Not yet. not yet. I think he's a practice squad guy. You, you think he needs to get a little bit stronger, hit the weight room, spend a year in the NFL weight room? And... Yeah. Okay, okay. So he's gone. Taekwon Lewis is in. McTelvin Ajum, Taven Bryan. You think Taven Bryan's a guy to watch? He's very talented. I mean, he had talent coming out. I believe he was a first-round yeah. pick at a, for Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, he for sure has a shot. So, um, I, I mean, I'm fine. Like, if you want to throw Eric Johnson in there, too, just to see what he has, like, okay, uh, I'm cool with throwing him in. All right, so let's finish it out. With He's another Ryan. guy that's kind of got that, like, inside-outside versatility. Uh-huh. All right, let's go with uh, Brian and Johnson. Because, again, the amount of defensive linemen Chris Ballard is going to keep and again, Eric Johnson was on the roster last year, made the roster last year, was basically the number three off the bench, basically coming in behind Grover and DeForest, showed some good stuff. And again, he was a rookie. I think he has a quick get off on the line of scrimmage. He has a quick get off. If he can continue to, you know, uh, sharpen those skills, especially with his hands and everything, I think you got something there. So we're uh, here with 10 defensive linemen. DeForest Buckner. Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, Samson Ibukamp, those are your starters. Then you got Adetamiwa, Adabare, Dio Dangbo, Gerard Avery, Taekwon Lewis, Taven Bryant, Eric Johnson. Bang! Let's go. Hold on. Sorry, guys. All right. Now let's move on to linebacker. Let's move on to linebacker, man. Let's get it. All right. Okay. So we know Shaquille Leonard is hurt right now. Probably will not practice. Probably will not play this season. I I don't know. 
but I don't see him being on the initial 53-man roster. Probably going to go on up to see where he's at, where he progresses throughout the season. So he won't make the 53-man roster. Now, with him gone, you're looking at Liam Anderson, JoJo Doman, Zaire Franklin, Donovan Martin, uh, Cameron McGrone, Sagan Aljubi, EJ Speed, Grant Stewart. So now let's go ahead and go with the obvious here. And I think this is actually going to be pretty easy. Hold on. EJ Speed, right? Yeah, yeah. EJ's going to make the roster. Darius will make the roster. I think he plays, honestly. You think he plays? I do. Marcus, you're the deciding factor. I say no. Landon says yes. You're the deciding factor. What's up with Shaquille? He's going to. Even if he is hurt, but he, if he can walk, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. <laughs> we see him last year. He was playing 50%. So I, I so, would put him available. So you're not going to put him on pup to start the year? No, if he if Whoa. he can if he can if he can play, well, he's been up. he's been putting a lot of work in in like training and stuff too. So he's all right. Yeah. So Leonard's my going other on options, list. if we uh, if we can choose one or two linebackers, I'm going JoJo and Stewart. That's probably who I would go with as well. Yeah, Jojo Stewart's definitely making it for special teams purposes. Yeah, traded a six-round pick for him. So and and Jojo as well. He's going to be a guy that makes it just off of like special teams, and then what he can kind of give you in like you know that linebacker room. Yep, and then uh, well, undersized guy, but dude just makes plays. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I I mess with that hard. Let's go here, and I think. I think we're good, right? We're good with five linebackers? Absolutely. If not, we put Nick Cross right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right, so we got five linebackers. All right, keeping count here. Keeping count of the roster. We're at 41 players right now, and that is including our uh, – Specialists, guys, the three specialists. So we got two positions left, cornerback and safety. All right, cornerback and safety. Let's hit up corners. So obviously we talked at the beginning of the show, Isaiah Rogers will not be playing, so which opens up a spot. So let's go again. Kenny Moore. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy, really. Yeah. Brent, Rush. We want to put flowers there, right? Yeah, Dallas Flowers and Jalen Jones. I think Jaylen both those Jones. guys. Okay, I thought Jones may have been a fun topic question. Okay. Nah, he all right. He balled so out. Kenny, he balled out in OTAs. Hey, Kenny Moore, Julius Brents, Darius Rush, Dallas Flowers, Jalen Jones. We're at five. Now the guys left are Kevin Tolliver. I have heard good things about him. Kevin Tolliver, uh, Darnell Baker, Tony Brown, Cole Coleman. Personally, I'm gonna go with Tony Brown to add the slot back up behind Kenny Moore since the rest of the guys are going to be working outside. Any uh, any any hate or disagreement? No, we like yeah, Tony Brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I like him fine, but I do think – I think they need another vet. They need to bring in another vet. Oh, like, really? Yes. I, I, do, I do believe they will, especially too. Like we got to remember, man, like you're going to have all these cuts come down, especially in like – August, like, you know, August, July, like, I mean, you even maybe in the beginning of September, I mean, we've yeah. seen guys get released, you know, a week before the season ended up getting signed. So 
Um, and there's still a lot of quality DBs out there on the market. So, and they're, they're yeah. just waiting for that, waiting for camp to start, you know, um, and all it that. It depends. So. Like, it depends because are those vet corners wanting to come to Indy knowing they're not going to go to the playoffs, they're not competing for a championship? I mean, unless they catch fire and do go to the playoffs. I mean, there, there's that, but there's also a chance, you know, like especially guys that, their value might have like diminished some last year. So you look at uh-huh. like guys like Marcus Peters, you look at mm-hmm. uh, Shaquille Griffin, um, yep. which I don't know is he still available? Yeah, he's so. available. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like he, you know, he kind of had a down year in Jacksonville, and they could use this as an opportunity to see more playing time. And you know, like you're guaranteed to get you know some run, especially if you come in such a young group. Uh, you'll get playing time if you perform well on a one year deal, prove it deal. And you're getting that playing time, you could really turn that into a lot more money next year. Signing maybe a three, four year deal, you know, yeah, even just a one last big deal. contract. Yeah, yeah, just one last you know bigger deal. So, uh, or maybe know, not even a bigger deal. Oh, that's sorry. attractive. Yeah, that's attractive to guys. You know, just yeah. knowing they can come in and like, there's a good chance they're gonna end up getting playing time just right off the jump. And maybe not even a bigger contract, a better opportunity with the team competing for a championship. Because who, who's your other outside corner right now? I mean, we're we're assuming I mean, you got, it's, you're assuming it's Brent's, but it could be Rush. You know, so I mean, yeah, Brent, yeah. Rush, Flowers, and then Jones. Yeah, but I mean, like, so we know like one, at least one of those guys is going to be on the outside. But right, I mean that that other outside role. I mean, that's just like. Right for the, I mean, that's perfect for a guy like Shaquille Griffin to come in and just immediately, you know, just be like, hey. Personally, for me, I'm not making no phone call to a vet. I'm just rolling with these young guys. And you got guys like Gus Bradley, you got Ron Miles, who is a teacher of all teachers at this position. I mean, you you got those guys. There's a difference. There's a difference between like being in a locker room and having like your vet, like your, there's a difference between having like, players that can compete like as far as like coaching goes it can help you learn the road talking with coaches on the sideline and being as the opposed to, field with yeah them. as a, yeah as opposed to like being just coaches and yeah i think you still want to be i think you still want to be competitive as well like bringing the young guys out there but like even if you mention like not making the playoffs you still want to yeah, like, right, like, i mean yeah you, you have kenny like that's it right that's and it. he's a slot so yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. That's the only guy so you, you, you want to have some type of experience so, out there on the field. So, we have five guys. Do we want to reserve a sixth spot for just that? Whoever that might be? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, let's go ahead and go vet. All right. Hey, I, I, I'm not mad at it, personally. I'm just saying, rookies, or saying to the puppies, go. Just oh, unlocking the gate, not looking, and just saying, go. Get your stuff. Go. Go. That, that's how I'm wired, honestly. So let's go ahead and update this. Bet. All right. So now we're at safety. You already know what's going on at safety, guys. Let's put the man, the leader, the hawk of the defense, Rodney Thomas II. Rodney Thomas II. Julian Blackman. There you go. These and these are going to be your starting safeties, by the way. Forget what y'all talking about. Julian Blackman is making the switch to strong safety. Already been reported earlier in the offseason. Rodney Thomas is that man. Showed he's about that stuff. 
He don't have to just write 50 essays a day. He can also make some plays on the defensive end, too. Julian Blackman, Rodney Thomas, Nick Cross. So that's three right there. All right. Now the guys who are here, there's a, there's a couple of them. Aaron Maddox, Marcel Dabo, Trevor Denbo, Michael Tuzzi, and Henry Black. Personally, I'm giving the last one probably to Trevor Denbo. Probably for, for special teams purposes. Although I am intrigued with Marcel Dabo. They did get him from that program overseas, right? They got him from that program. Still kind of there. We'll see what he does. But personally, Trevor Denbo did show some stuff last year. Special teams-wise, this is a special team spot, by the way. Yeah. Trevor Denbo would be my pick. Yeah, I agree. That, that's who I would go with as well. Yeah, Denbo for sure. Man, not even a fight, a tussle, nothing. All right, Denbo, Denbo. All right, so here's the interesting part about all this. We have two spots left. We're currently at 51 players. So are we going back to running back and adding Zach Moss? I thought we already had him. I thought we had four no. running backs. No, we had three. Taylor, Hall, Jackson. Yeah, Moss makes his roster. Okay, so yeah. now we're at 52. Do Moss and then uh, unanimous decision, Mike Strawn. Just because. No, I think what? it's. A, I think it's. <laughs> no, I think I, I think it's either offensive lineman or defensive lineman. And for me, yeah, I think. Did do we keep French on there? Yeah, uh, I, no. I, we, I, I went with. Did I go with French? No. Yeah, because we chose. I would put French on there. You would. I think that's a lot of interior guys. No, I don't think you have enough outside guys. You have uh, Ryman. Um, you have uh, you have Smith, Freeland, and that's it. Are you putting? Are you going? Yeah, because I mean, Alex? no, you got it. You got yeah. So you're you're gonna have Akior, French, which were the two we're signing up. Then you'll have Fries, Ryan Kelly, Nelson, Pinter. That's five. That's five, right? And Pinter, Kelly, Nelson, Pinter, Fries, Akior. That's five yeah. right there. And yeah, then, then you have, have three. Then you and got then three French, tackles. Right? No, I, I didn't put French. Because oh. uh, yeah, that's what we were debating. I think, they, I think they keep 10 guys. So, like, so you me, going French and Murray? You going with Jordan Murray or Jake Witt? I, I, think like Jordan, Jake Witt. I, I think Jordan Murray would be the guy. Yeah. Okay, so 10 guys. Uh, Wait, well, we only have one spot left. We're at 52. So I think you got to go tackle, no? The Murray guy? Yeah. Jordan Murray? Yeah. I think okay. he, I, I think they'll keep 10 offensive linemen. Okay. So maybe we're off. Maybe we're off about that vet at the corner spot. I don't know. It, it probably is likely that they'll bring in a vet at cut down day. All right. Murray, here we go. That is it. We have completed the 53-man roster, of course, pre-training camp. 53-man roster projection here on the Blue Stable Podcast. Let's go down the list. Quarterback, we went Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. Sam Ellinger will also be there, but like we stated earlier in the show, that third quarterback spot will not count against your 53-man roster and will also not count to your uh, 
healthy scratches on game day either. So Sam yeah, Ellinger will dress. be in uniform. They can dress. Won't count towards they the roster. They can dress. There you go. And then running back, Jonathan Taylor, Evan Hall, Deion Jackson, Zach Moss. Wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, Ashton Doolin, Isaiah McKenzie. Tight end, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree, Mo Ali Cox, Will Mallory. Offensive lineman, Bernard Ryman. Hey, okay. Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson. Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Fries, Braden Smith, Blake Freeland, Emil Ikure, Jordan Murray. Defensive lineman, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, Samson Ibukam, Adetamiwa Adabare, Dio Odangbo, Gennard Avery, Taekwon Lewis, Taven Bryant, Eric Johnson. Linebacker, EJ Speed, Shaq Leonard, Jojo Doman, Grant Stewart, Zaire Franklin. Corner, Kenny Moore, Julius Brents, Darius Rush, Dallas Flowers, Jalen Jones, and a vet that we reserve that spot for. Don't know who it is yet, but we anticipate a vet being brought in. We'll just say for now, we'll just say Tony Brown. Okay, Tony Brown. Safety, the Rodney Thomas, the second. Julian Blackman, Nick Cross, Trevor Denbo, and then your three specialists ironing out the list, Matt Gay, kicker, punter, Rigoberto Sanchez, long snapper, Luke Rhodes. Guys, this was fun. It was interesting to go down, but now we got to wait till training camp. Preseason has concluded to come back to this conversation. I'm going to keep hold of this list, actually, and see how accurate we were when it comes to the final cutdown day. I'm going to hold on to this right now. I'm going to hold on to it. If I could make one change on it, what's up? I would probably cut Jannar Avery off of it and put Wesley Wesley French in on the offensive line. Thank you. Ooh. Show so French you're officially because you were at number nine. Now cutting Avery, adding French, you'll be at ten off yeah, of the lineman keep, and nine defensive line. line. Yeah. Okay. That's how. Hey, I like it. I like it. Getting creative. But they need all the offensive line help they can get. Right? <laughs> they don't need to get into another freaking Matt Pryor situation. Not even that, but injuries happen on the offensive line. And I do think French is a more talented player than Avery is. So There you go. And plus, you still got Quentin Nelson getting back healthy, finally had a healthy offseason. Brian Kelly has dealt with stuff. Braden Smith has dealt with stuff. You just got to make They've sure you have depth stuff. and insurance. Yeah, you get, you got to make sure you you have insurance on the yeah, offensive line, especially a guy four overall. You need to keep. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you to everybody who who is watching or listening, whether if it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever the case may be. We are back. We are better than ever, guys. I am Michael Pivia. He is uh, Marcus, aka Culture Shock. He is Landon Oliver from Kentucky. Hey, let's get it. So, guys. It has been fun. I am so glad and happy to be back if that was not obvious on this show and in my voice. So other than that, guys, keep a lookout. We are sending the Blue Stable up, down, 
no, I'm in Texas. So up to training camp. We are sending the guys there. We are happy to be there. And Marcus over here with a pale face on his look. Wow, I literally said that backwards. A pale look on his face, dude. Let's go ahead and log off, man. I'm over here getting too zealous. So Landon, Marcus, any other closing remarks? No. Let's go. Let's go, Colts. Training camp. <laughs> no, I'm just ready. Like, uh, I'm ready. This is like, Ju like July is the last month that we do not have football on Sundays. Like, this is it. Once we get through July and August, preseason starts. September, the real game starts. Mm -hmm. We'll start having football again next month. We're one month away. We got football again. We're, so we're, I'm we're never, about I'm never one. I know, you know. As always, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I never wanted to wish time away, but I'm ready for this next. I'm ready for July to be over with. There you go. It's the most hey. boring month, man. There's no no yeah. NBA, no NFL, no hockey, no. Everyone's no. on a vacation. Cardinals suck at baseball. I don't want to watch baseball. <laughs> baseball doesn't exist to me right now. So Marcus's Rockets is taking on freaking Dylan Brooks for eighty million dollars. <laughs> I'm I'm more upset about the Fred Van Fleet deal. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, y'all get Fred Van Fleet. You're more upset about Fred Van Fleet than freaking Dylan Brooks, twenty million dollars annually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, Fred Van Fleet was more expensive than Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that says that's a lot. He's also not a head case either. So, oh, that's true. He he is a pretty stand up, good leader, solid voice in locker. <laughs> hey, man. I'm not, I'm not, hey, it's been an eventful July for a Mavs fan thus far, okay? So, but other than that, guys, we are two months away from Landon being able to continue some NFL draft scouting. Ain't that right? Finally. I've actually started a little bit. I've been watching. There you go. Guys, so. But now you, but now you're going to have fresh and new. Yeah, I was going right? to say, man, it's, it's tough, like, going back last year because, like, because now you got guys, like, for example, like Marvin Harrison Jr., he's a pretty good football player. So, Pretty good. I like watching him play. But might be a legendary college football player next year. You know who knows? Chance. Chance. He could hey be man, there's a chance. Here we go, guys. So. We're almost there. We are almost there. We are almost there. I'm excited for NFL college football. I'm excited for it all, man. We will see you guys next week as we come back for the Blue Stable Podcast, guys. Let's get everybody out of here already. We're talking too much already, guys. Love you. Thank you. We're back. We're happy. Go Colts. Let's gear up. See you yep. guys. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.